Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 661, recorded live on Sunday, November 29th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who called himself an ass earlier today, Dave Pillay. I believe I said I'm an asshole, but uh, I'll, I'll take I'm an ass. And the man who found out that Dave was a monster yesterday... Andy Lowe, hi. I'm a monster? Yes. For not recording? No. Oh, for the sprinkles? Yes. Yeah, that is not too many sprinkles. That was literally so many sprinkles. It, it, okay, so for those who are not friends with me on Facebook, um, Isaac went to go get his flu shot yesterday. And so... Woo. Yay, um, flu shots. Well, yeah, but... Trying to explain a flu shot to uh, a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to, to do something. It might not feel great. Yeah. Yep, that, that doesn't go over very well. Because we, we did it last year when he was at the doctor's office when he was getting, I think, other shots or something. So, it you know, it kind of just blended in. Mm-hmm. But this year, you know, we, it was even at, like, a drive through place. So he was in his car seat yep. eating cookies, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, a nurse pops in the door, you know, stabs him in the leg, and then leaves. <laughs> he he was not happy with it so we're like you know if you do good you know if you're okay we'll we'll you'll, you know we'll make you cupcakes afterwards to try and like you know distract up, him and yeah. reward him right yeah you do something that that hurts a little now you'll get something good later so we we made cupcakes yesterday and so after dinner we let you know we let the cupcakes cool and we frosted hey, hang them. on andy hang on one sec take a look at this picture uh-huh. is that too many sprinkles there's no such thing thank you <laughs> What? <laughs> you you should have seen the look on her face when I asked, is that too many sprinkles? Because she gave me a look of like, the fuck are you asking me? Of course that's not too many sprinkles. So, Isaac wants sprinkles. So, he, he puts sprinkles on his thing and then, he you know, it looks like a reasonable amount. Yeah. And then he goes... Do you want sprinkles on yours? And I'm like, sure, I'll go put it. And he's like, no, 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 let me do it. And he grabs like <laughs> literally a handful and then just like dumps them on there. If you look at the picture, there are sprinkles on the plate. Yeah. Because there was literally no more frosting available. Those are your dipping sprinkles. When you take your bite and you've exposed more sprinkleless frosting, you can use that to t- to pick up those extra sprinkles. There was no sprinkleless frosting. It was like he was trying to no, put No, no, when you bite into it, Andy, there there is a, a a new dimension of frosting. Right? There's no longer just the top, the cone, the dome of frosting. There is now an interior wall of frosting which can then pick up the additional sprinkles. <laughs> Laura uh, replied in text saying, I can't remember if cursing was allowed or not. Otherwise, I would have said, fuck no. <laughs> Mike, it, my, it was crunchy when I bit into it. I'm chewing mm-hmm. the cupcake and it's crunchy because of literally the yes! number. That is, Th- I don't see anything wrong with that. That is too many sprinkles. No, no, it is not. Too many sprinkles is like putting your hand in the sprinkle container and eating from that. (laughs) Coating the top of a cupcake in a thin layer of sprinkles 
is not too many sprinkles. No, that was that was too many. There, oh my god, it was. Andy, and then buy and then, fun fetty like cake topping because it has sprinkles in it, and then you can add sprinkles on top of it. Oh, that that was fun fetty cake mix. Don't get me wrong, I like fun fetty cake mix, and no, I no, like no, sprinkles. not the mix, not cake mix, frosting. There's frosting with sprinkles already built into it. There is Funfetti frosting, which comes packaged with sprinkles. The idea being you mix them and stir it up before you spread the frosting on said dessert. That is crazy. And then you put that on a Funfetti cake and then you put sprinkles on top of it. Who is the monster now, Andy? (laughs) So I post this on Facebook thinking, oh, my God, people are going, you know, yeah. Everybody in response with, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, looks good to me. Looks good to me. Looks like they did a fantastic job. This is exactly the right amount of sprinkles. I, I don't know, Andy. I see nothing wrong here. This seems like the correct amount of sprinkles. You know what this is feels like? It feels like that episode of the Twilight Zone where the guy's got his head wrapped up in did bandages. You, did you come from a like land where sprinkles were frowned upon? Is this like some deep trauma in Andy Lowe that you you were injured by a sprinkle incident when you were young that your parents scolded you for putting sprinkles on your dessert? No, it's just I think I <laughs> it, it it just doesn't seem right. Is there a repressed sprinkle memory? No, it's just I would you know if there were? I probably not. That's what a repressed memory is. Right. So don't go denying it. You don't know if there's a repressed sprinkle memory. <laughs> We'd have to take you back, Andy, and start thinking, when did this dislike of sprinkles originate? From whence does this come? Is a sprinkle enough for you? No. So you you need some sprinkle. Yes, some sprinkle, but there is all... It was literally a coating of sprinkles. I can see plenty of frosting in that coating of sprinkles, sir. There are sprinkle lengths that have no sprinkle on them. There is an entire section on the back where there is but one half of a long white sprinkle and nothing else. You are wrong, sir. Your child did a fantastic job. That is an appropriate amount of sprinkle for a cupcake. I guess we will have to agree to disagree. I do not agree. I do not agree that we must agree to disagree. I disagree with that because I think that you are wrong and that you should admit that you are wrong. I am not content with the disagreement. You know what I'm going to have to do now is I'm going to actually have to download this photo now and post it as a topic. (laughs) Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, I will. <clears throat> Ooh, I know what I can do. I can post it to our RA Podcast Facebook page. You can. There we go. Because we actually do have and have had for some time a Facebook page for RA Podcast. We also have a Twitter account. Yes. That I have the login for somewhere. I, I don't remember what it is, which is good because... <laughs> It's already hooked up to, I think, follow the RSS feed, so it just automatically just dumps it. Well, it's it's hooked up to publish the RSS feed. Everything we put to RSS gets posted by Facebook, uh, not Facebook, by Twitter, which I think then feeds into Facebook. 
No, I think now, now I set it up to have the RSS feed directly go to Facebook. Okay. We did something like that. (laughs) It's been what, 10 years? Something like that. I use that in a, um, 15, in a a two truths and a lie that we have. So when, when we do after breaks for class, right, we take a break, we come back, we're like, okay, let's do something fun. Uh, one of the fun things I have is two truths and a lie about Dave Pillay. And so one of the truths is that I have a podcast that I've been running weekly for over 10 years. Oh, it's actually over 14. Oh my God. Yeah. 2006. 2006. Yep. According to the created at page of episode one. So. All right. Should we talk about something that's not sugar? I don't know, man. I'm still staring at this cupcake and now I want a cupcake (laughs) with sprinkles. Can, can you do cupcakes? Do they have cupcakes? They, I mean, do they have cupcakes? There, there is gluten-free flour. Since there's gluten-free flour, you can make gluten-free cupcakes. cupcakes. Okay. Gotcha. Are they good? Is a different question. Yes. It's just like the, uh, the chickpea pasta that I have downstairs. Science said that yes, you can make pasta out of chickpeas. <laughs> but the scientists were so concerned with whether or not they could. You know, you can evidently make meringue out of chickpea. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that. I, I have a can of garbanzo beans in the pantry, and I'm like thinking about trying that, but I don't <laughs> know yet. But yeah, I don't. Do you want to try that? No, not really. <laughs> so... <clears throat> do you want some so, good news this time since we had a lot of bad news last time we've had a lot of bad news the last couple times <laughs> like a lot of times well the um desert bus finished up last week yay right because it was like the whole extra life charity marathon this past couple of weeks yes how did they do how many desert- trips did they make they bust for 164 hours which was two hours longer than the previous year. <laughs> and this year they raised $986,793. I'm sorry, say that number again. I, I blanked out for a second. $986,793. Almost a million dollars. Yes. For driving a bus. Yep. In the most boring way possible yep sitting there and tapping the like right joystick for hours yep not bad not bad well done yeah not bad at all on that one props to those guys for hanging in on that thing raised over seven million in the lifetime of desert bus for hope so hats off to you guys on that one yeah. Uh, continuing on the good news front, Games Done Quick did a special event uh, November 15th to the 21st for $80,000. Nice. For the Malala Fund. Don't oh. know what the Malala Fund is. Well, it's probably set up by Malala. Every girl in school in my lifetime. Yep. Cool. And AGDQ is coming up. It is online. It will be January 3rd through the 10th. Ooh, and the schedule is up. You know what that means. You're going to look through the schedule while we're trying to record the podcast? Yeah, probably. Um, I'm actually still looking at this this uh, cupcake with sprinkles. 
honestly. That's, my mouth is watering, Andy, because it looks so good with the sprinkles. Why is it wrong that it's crunchy? Like, that gives it texture. I... It just... No, it, your cake should not be crunchy. Oh, oh, Andy. Oh, no. Tons of desserts should be crunchy. Well, yes, tons of desserts should be crunchy. I'm not going to argue that part of it. I'm just saying it's not cake, a cake. cake should not be one of them. You don't want, like, chocolate flakes in your cake? No. Well, no. Maybe a layer cho- of meringue? Meringue really isn't crunchy, per se. Depends on how you cook it. Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> Sorry. So the the desert bus folk raised a lot of money, which is awesome. That's a huge amount of money. You said how long, how many hours it was. Did that include how many uh, round trips it was? Uh, no, they did not list the number of round trips. I probably could find it somewhere. It'd be helpful if I actually spelled desert bus correctly. I mean, we were talking about cakes. So if you spelled it dessert bus, I can't <laughs> hold that against you. <laughs> That's that's the bus I would take. The dessert bus for hope. Followed very closely by the desert bus for diabetes. <laughs> I don't think they have it listed on there. Well, each bus ride is eight hours. Okay. So 20 plus, it's 20 and a half hours, right? Yeah, six days, 20 hours. So. Or 20 trips. That's That's a lot of trips. They, they did 10 round trips between Tucson and Vegas. <clears throat> Thank God we have, like, video games for this and that it, they weren't burning gasoline the entire time. <laughs> yep, that, yep. Okay, uh, what else we got? Any other good news? Um, I see a lot of not good news, Andy. I thought I thought that opening, like, let's talk about good news, because last week was so much bad. I'm looking like, oh, cool, let's go look at the top. Just bad news, bad news, good news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Good news? <laughs> bad news. Why is the FCC banning in-flight phone use? I thought we covered this. Like, I thought we, not we are a podcast, but, like, we as a society have covered this, and, like, using the phone should not be banned anymore like that's not that shouldn't be a thing well no the fcc in 2013 proposed allowing mobile telephone conversations above 10,000 feet yeah um they 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 every time they propose something there's always a time for public comments as we remember from the um, yeah net neutrality Mm -hmm. for as much good as it did us with all the fake comments that got put in yep but um this was originally proposed in 2013. The comments were in there, the, the, and the idea drew strong opposition from pilots and flight attendants. Uh, so there, okay. there was also travelers, flight attendants, members of Congress, and others saying that they were troubled by the idea of passengers talking on phones in flight. I mean, so like I get it. I don't want to spend the six-hour trip from like Detroit to LA listening to someone else talk to their parents. Like I, I get that. But at the same time, if I got to make a phone call, like this is a ban against phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. 
Is it also a ban against like using the in-flight Wi-Fi to have a Zoom meeting? I don't know. Because if it is, that's fucking classist. Now, granted, all of flying is classist. Yes, but, yes, like, it is. Just because I can't afford to buy the Wi-Fi plan and have a conversation on my goddamn mobile device. Like, what's the difference, right? What's, what are they calling a phone call here? I, I don't know. This was a proposal back in 2013, so probably whatever was in the proposal. In 2013? Yeah. It was a long time ago, Andy. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago. I know. Mobile technology has changed quite a bit in yes. seven years. Yes, yes, it has. Expectations of availability for things like Microsoft Teams, Zoom, uh, fucking Facebook chat and Google Meet. Like, if I'm doing that on my laptop, it's okay, but if I do it on my I phone, think Google not. has actually created and destroyed at least three chat systems <laughs> in the last seven years. So, yeah, no. Um, the the ban is still in place. <clears throat> okay, but, like, again, yeah. what what is explicitly being banned? My guess is actual mobile phones calling. Using the mobile network. Yes. So, again, if, I, if my phone is on Wi-Fi, is that different? Probably. And if my phone is on... Um, if I'm using, like, not a, a phone app, but I'm using, like, Microsoft Teams, is that different? Well, it, it'd be the same thing of, like, okay, instead of using a phone, am I using a tablet? Right. Well, that was my next question. Like, what yeah. if it's a tablet? And they're like, oh, well, it can't be a mobile device. Like, okay, what if it's a laptop? I'm just saying this doesn't seem right. Yes. And then beyond that, let's say it is a total ban on all outgoing calls. Mobile, Wi-Fi, whether it's like video or voice only, whether it's on Skype or Teams or I don't care what. Why do the two people who are flying next to each other get to talk and I don't? Now I'm stuck listening to them have their conversation and I can't have mine. So instead of being trapped between jabbering seatmates, you're trapped next to jabbering seatmates. Yep. <clears throat> so I have issues with this, but then I have issues with many things that Chairman Pai has done. <laughs> I think the original ban on this thing was the fact that the cell phone infrastructure couldn't handle that many handoffs. Because you're flying so quickly? Yeah. So you're bouncing from cell tower to cell tower to cell tower to cell tower really quickly. <laughs> it just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, pretty much. Also, you have line of sight of like every cell tower in the world. Yeah, so when it pings out. <laughs> it's like, which one do you want? How many cell towers, you know, would be like, oh, this person's requesting, you know, connection on the tower. Let yep. me reserve a slot for, oh, no, he's already gone. <laughs> slot, Never mind. Slot still reserved, though. Just in case he wants it. Yeah. If he comes back. I don't know enough about the, the mobile world infrastructure to comment on, like, feasibility. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think that we need to take a serious look at this as, as a society. Well, we need to look at the airline industry in general as a society. There is that. It's it's an industry that, you know, might be in trouble, especially these last couple months. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Speaking of which, how's my Delta Airlines stock looking? Hey, what, what's United doing anyway, by the way, right now? Stock? 
I have yeah. no idea. And you you say like it's it's not doing well, but you have to remember when I bought the Delta stock. Well, I don't know when you bought Delta stock. That's a uh sometime around like early April, late March. Oh, look at that. It was uh see 52 week low for United was 1780 currently trading at 45 the news that united airlines was starting to um start to charter flights to distribute pfizer's covid vaccine yeah that was what on the the 20 i think on the 24th yep stock went from 40 to 44 jumped up 10 percent yep yep no man when when covid hit and stocks tanked i threw more money into the market well, yeah, no, buy low, sell high. <clears throat> yeah, I bought Delta Airlines. I bought um, Caribbean Cruise Line, uh, Caribbean Carnival Cruise Line, and Royal Caribbean Cruise. And those those have done fairly well. Those are doing pretty good. Also, do you, have you looked at, I know I call this out all the time, have you looked at Tesla's stock? Oh, frick. Probably something ridiculous. <clears throat> well, they're going to be included in the S&P 500 now. Yeah. So that jump their their stock up yeah but you know all these chartered flights for united airlines for pfizer yeah they're all coming out of kalamazoo oh no because pfizer's <coughs> excuse me because pfizer's plant is there yeah one of the final assembly pl- basically pfizer's main final assembly plant is in kalamazoo and when they closed their plant in ann arbor people were fucking pissed like real pissed oh yeah no i I helped move some of the equipment out of when they were consolidating down buildings. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no. We do, what else we what else we want to chat about? Uh, what do we want to chat about? Um, Project Latte. How about that? Project Latte. I know I've heard of this. It's not actually about coffee. No. I don't remember. I, I should I click it? Clicking it. Oh, Project Latte aims to bring Android apps to Windows 10. I had heard of this. I just forgot what they called it. Okay. Well, they used to, there was a Project uh, Astoria. I don't remember that, but okay. Project codename Astoria. Similar product Windows subsystem for Linux. Microsoft will need to provide its own Android subsystem for Android apps. Interesting. Now, the, the kicker, as you see in the article there, states that Google doesn't allow Play services to be installed on anything other than native Android devices in Chrome OS. Yep. But if your developer, you know, if your if your app doesn't use play services yes or has a windows version so my computer is really just becoming a big phone <laughs> with which i can make phone calls as long as i'm not flying because yes. <laughs> ajit pai is an asshole no no dave that that thing has been basically dead on arrival for the last 6 years <laughs> It was proposed seven years ago, and the last six of that have it just been sitting mothballed till finally he said, no, we're just, we're done yeah. with this. Yeah. I wonder if Pi will step down at the new presidency. Um, Because that's been the tradition. Yeah, it has normally been the tradi- tradition, but tradition is out the window. Yeah. So It'd be who nice knows? to have someone else in there who's like, nope, net neutrality is back on the books. Well, he, yeah, that will happen because mm. 
at least two more years, or at most two more years? Well, there needs to be a Democratic chairman of the FCC as soon as Biden is inaugurated. The question is, how long will it take for that person to... Can you get... You can probably put in a temporary... Yeah, Trump did that with all his freaking executive positions. Just put people in there temporarily and then shifted them around so he didn't have to actually get them approved by Congress. Right. <clears throat> now, he had a Senate that was friendly to him and he couldn't do that. Imagine what a president with a opposition Senate is going to be like. True. Granted, hopefully Biden's been around enough to know where some of the skeletons are buried. <laughs> and what, blackmail senators? Yeah, pretty much. Because that works so well. There is a, a small hope that, like, he will increase, like, people reaching out across the aisle. He has a lot of history with a lot of the Senate. I mean, yeah, you've got, you've got him and your vice president as also a senator. Yeah. And senators but, like senators. I, but also, he's so, he's so centrist in this country, and that is not very leftist in any other country. Yeah, nope, yes. Our extreme left is asking for things like universal health care, right? Mm -hmm. Other countries' extreme lefts are saying companies shouldn't own property. Oh, I, I, I know these politic arguments. <sighs> Get me off the topic. Red Herman Dead. Miller's gaming chair. Okay, Herman Miller's gaming chair. <laughs> Herman Miller, based out of Holland, Michigan. Which makes quality furniture. Yes, also expensive. Yes. I do not know about the expense versus quality. Supposedly, it's the shit. Yeah, but is it worth the money? That's always up for debate. It's, a, it's you know. Or, like, it's it's so expensive. Herman Miller is, is so expensive that you are paying to have the name. Oh, yeah. No, I don't doubt it. Do, do you it's remember me talking symbol. about the company store? Yep. It's it's a status symbol more than anything else. Yeah. So they made a gaming chair. Well, they teamed up with Logitech to make a gaming chair. And by teamed up with Logitech, it's <laughs> basically a it Yeah, it's Logitech. a Herman it's a Herman Miller chair with the Logitech symbol on it. My favorite part of this though is the fact that the chair comes pre-assembled in the box. So you just have to take it out of the box. That's got to be a big box. Yeah, 40 inches tall. 26 inches wide. The box? The box. Okay. So tell me about this chair. What makes it... Okay. First off, what makes it a gaming chair? <laughs> that, that is an excellent question. <laughs> it's, it's literally basically <laughs> just the Embody chair with a Logitech symbol on it. Okay. And how much extra are they charging for it over the normal Embody chair? I'm not... Let's see. Let's see. Herman Miller Embody... Herman Miller Embody Office Chairs from HermanMiller.com. Uh, 14053 A Ooh. Logitech gaming chair. Oh, normally, sorry, it's on sale right now because it's the holidays. Normally, the Embody chair is 1700 Okay, 100 You said 1000 Sorry, no, yeah, 1700 normally, currently on Ooh. sale for... Like, that fucking chair is as expensive as, like, a car. okay. 1700 normal. Yes. Currently. What is the gaming chair? 1499, I think. Normal or on sale? I'll have to link. I'd have to click the link. Hold on. It says 1499. Let's look at the store. 
Store fourteen ninety five. Free gaming mouse with purchase. <laughs> so a fifty dollar mouse. Mm-hmm. Twelve year warranty on the chair. Yeah. At least it's a lot more subtle in color than some of the other gaming chairs that I've seen. Uh, look at the back. Well, yeah, I know, the back, yes. But this chair doesn't look like it belongs in frickin' Fast and the Furious. Now, yeah, 1400 for the $1,500 for this? I'm sitting here in my Secret Lab Titan, which is on sale, because it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing, for $390. Sorry, I got it in the soft weave. $420. I, I, I'm sitting here in my Ikea chair. <laughs> Which was... Oh, frick if I know. <laughs> I'd have to look <laughs> it up. Which is funny because Kate's chair is exactly the same as mine. Yeah. But it's a different name. <clears throat> so I tried to, you know, I went to the store and, you know, oh, Ikea's got a gaming chair section now. Oh, for Pete's sake. Of course they do. Of course they do. Let's see. Office chairs. Here we go. Where's my office chair? <clears throat> I don't know, man. I ordered this chair at the beginning of quarantine, and I'm so happy that I did. Where the hell is my chair? I don't see it. Is your chair not available anymore? Oh, no. Marcus. Nope, not the Marcus. No. What the hell? Where is my chair? Have you looked under your butt? I think it's somewhere in the 150 to it looks like 250 range. No, not gonna not gonna give that. I'm ignoring that. I'm I'm ignoring that question for time reasons. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't see it on the the maybe desk chairs Wait, for home. Herman Miller. Oh, here we go. Is, is, the Milderbergert. Not sure if I pronounced that correctly or not. Right. Uh, swivel chair, seventy bucks. So yes, I'm sitting yep. in a seventy dollar ikea chair yep but you you don't spend eight plus hours a day in that chair no no the the chair at work i actually <laughs> it's kind of a, a parting gift from my old manager uh i'd have to look at it it's a hayworth i am not familiar with that brand also um family-owned office furniture manufacturer headquartered in holland michigan michigan <laughs> a lot of furniture in holland michigan i wonder if there's a reason for that <sighs> probably something to do with the dutch maybe i don't know that that was what i was going for oh okay pointing out that like the dutch are known for wait are the dutch known for furniture i thought they were am i being racist <clears throat> until 1930 the company produced only traditional wood furniture <clears throat> Herman miller is credited with the invention of the cubicle <clears throat> that's not a good claim to fame. <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to see if, if that's. <clears throat> I, I mean, the, the the Dutch have wooden shoes, so let's see. Dutch furniture. What does it give me if I? <clears throat> well, supposedly there's like a whole section on Wayfair that's just Dutch modern furniture. So I guess they're also Amish. <clears throat> The, uh, the Amish are indeed known for their furniture. Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of Amish in Holland, Michigan? Not really. The Amish are normally down in southern Michigan. Right. That's what I thought, too. <clears throat> if I really wanted to, there's a whole thing here about Dutch furniture history and characteristics. I'm I'm not going to dig into that. <laughs> don't, don't fall into that rabbit hole. 
know, I tell you what. Next time I go up to our uh, stations up in Holland, yeah, I'll ask Patty. She is literally an antique furniture <clears throat> dealer on the side. Okay. I will ask on her about the side. The, on the side. Well, she does. <clears throat> you know, she works at the radio station front desk. But you know, on the weekends, she goes to you know the flea markets and the antique shows and everything else like that. So I'll I'll ask her. She'll she she, she knows the area. And she knows history, and she knows furniture. So that's just... Okay. That's my expert witness right there. Sounds good. Let's get back to other topics. All right. We have more to talk about. Yes. You were going to say something about Red Dead Online. Yes. You can, um, starting next week, actually, starting tomorrow, on December 1st, you can actually buy Red Dead Redemption 2 online mode only. So you don't have the single-player game. Nope. You have just the, the online, online stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and starting tomorrow until February 15th of next year, $5. Hmm. So you can play the online multiplayer Red part Dead of Red 2. Dead. Yeah, Red Dead 2. For but, like, you need to... I feel like you need to play the single player game to get good unless there's a tutorial in the online mode. I I don't know. I <clears throat> I have not played. Yep. I hear it's really good. Mhm. I should probably try it at some point. I've actually been playing through um Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe I'll pick up Red Dead when I finish that one. I've actually got the the entire first game collection for the 360 of Red Dead. Yeah. So I could try playing that in my copious amounts of free time. But you, you, yeah, you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many generations behind is the 360? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I don't know. Are we counting the Xbox One and the Xbox One X as one generation, or is that a generation and a half? I mean, that should be a generation and a half, but it is two generations, right? Well, I always thought it was just one generation. Oh, no, it is one generation. Because the PS4 and the PS4 Pro were one generation. Yep. Right. Because both the PS4 and the Xbox One were out too early. Yes. So, you know, I'm only, what, 15 years behind? Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, 360 is about as old as this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Oh, my God, we've been doing this forever. (laughs) Forever. Andy, how many more years are we doing this until we've been doing this for half our life? Well, I don't know, Mr. Math Wizard. Because it it doesn't feel like it's good. Well, how old were you when we started, Andy? 2006, 23. So when we've been doing this for 23 years, we will have been doing it for half of your life. Yes. We've been doing it for 14. 14 years. We got nine to go. Nine, nine more years of this. People at work are like, wait, you do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I've been doing a podcast for a while. Like, <laughs> I've been doing a podcast for almost 15 years. I tell people that this is the longest running podcast that you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, if we ever wanted to like go serious into this, we, we would probably restart totally new, right? Yeah. We drill up a new site. We would make a new feed. We'd start from scratch and just go with it. But the, uh, so yeah, so Red Dead Online, $5 until February 15th. Uh, They've also said 
that Grand Theft Auto Online will be available separately from Grand Theft Auto Five when the game launches. Well, no, no. When the game launches on PS Five, it's going to be standalone. Oh, I thought it was. No, that was <clears throat> that was just that was they announced it back in June, but you know they never said anything about it, especially since the game's you know not out on the PS Five yet. Right. Which. Uh, it's fine, because no one can buy a PlayStation 5 anyway. Unless you're a scalper. Or you're buying from a scalper. Or you're buying from a scalper, yeah. PS5 is a hot commodity, because scalpers. Yeah, I love the the, the, shit. the site and its 12 members, <laughs> one of the scalpers, collectively purchased close to 2,472 PS5 units. I read that in the UK, this is also a problem. And there was a a scalping group that got over 3,500 units. Oh, jeez. I think part of the problem, though, is Amazon. Part of the problem? Yes, part of the problem. Okay. Because you can pre-order something on Amazon and then actually turn around and resell the pre-sell. What? You can pre-order. Yeah. And you get confirmation of your pre-order in Amazon. Yeah. You don't actually have to have So that. Amazon acts as a scalping service. Yes. Yes, it does. You don't even actually have to have it in hand. You can take your pre-order and actually put that up on the Amazon marketplace. That's fishy. That's gross, man. Like, that's just, that's really gross. Mm-hmm. I am displeased at this. <laughs> the Dave has been angered. Yep. A process also, Amazon a at least pretty, at pretty overtly encourages by allowing those immediate marketplace relistings of pre-ordered items. Yeah, they should stop that. Yeah. Yep. But also don't buy consoles at launch. Nope. And I get the whole, but the market is allowing it. And the market says it should be a higher price. Like, yep. But then that higher price should go back to pay for the developers it should go to pay for the engineers it shouldn't go to pay for some asshole scalper taking advantage of the market yep angers me sir angers me ah i need to start taking medication for this show (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm all right something something a little bit a little bit lighter Uh uh-huh so the new Spider-Man game came out. Uh-huh. Um, turns the Miles out, Morales PS5 game, which, again, you can't play because you don't have PlayStation 5 because of scalpers. Y- okay, yes. But you don't have to play it. You can just follow it on Twitter because it turns out there seems to be a collision <clears throat> bug in the game that turns Spider-Man into various inanimate objects. Yeah, there's people have been posting on Twitter the random various objects that Spider-Man has turned into in their game. He can still do all his spider things. Does what a spider can. Does what a spider can, even though he may or may not be a trash can or a patio heater or a brick (laughs) or a trash can. It's just spider brick. Yeah, I love it. So it's there's just some bug that's swapping out the object that is being displayed. Yes. As Spider-Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love to see this enter into like the AGDQ thing of like <laughs> play the game as a brick. Spider-Man 100% as brick. 
As brick. As spider lamp. As spider lamp. <clears throat> Don't buy consoles at launch. Is this only on the PS5 or is this on both? Because the game uh, the game was PS5 exclusive. Never mind. Yes. Spider trash. I love it. This is just a trash can flying through the streets. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I feel so bad for whoever's on that QA team right now. Because <laughs> they've got to be getting... Either they identified this and it was a bug and they're like, this is a bug. This will happen. And the developers were like, ah, we got a ship. Too bad. Or they missed it, in which case, like, shit. <clears throat> yeah, no. So, yeah, that's the that's the big thing right now is, yeah, the. Uh... <clears throat> OK, um, 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 Tesla's were hacked. Yes. Tesla key fobs, to be specific. Oops. Somebody was able to take some parts from a scrapped Tesla uh, Model X, a Raspberry Pi, and basically was able to force key fobs to advertise themselves as connectable Bluetooth low-energy devices. Yeah. Um, That that still doesn't sound like getting into the tesla yet no as this update mechanism was not properly secure well, by reverse engineering the tesla model x key fob we discovered that bluetooth low energy interface allows for remote updates of the software running on the bluetooth low energy chip Ah. Oh. as this update mechanism was not properly secured we were able to wirelessly compromise a key fob and take full control over it subsequently we were able to obtain a valid unlock message to <laughs> unlock the car later on so then, after gaining access to the vehicle, you could then go to the onboard diagnostic connector used by service technicians. Uh, Put in a and Bluetooth receiver on that. Pair a modified key fob to the vehicle, at which that point they could start the vehicle and drive off. This has now been the third time in three years that this guy has successfully broken into a Tesla vehicle <laughs> by exploiting its key fob. You think Tesla would just, like, hire him, right? Uh, it has been patched. It has been fixed. Tesla is actually fairly good at rolling out fixes for things like this. Yes, tes- Tesla and over-the-air updates, that's their thing. But, yeah. Yeah, and the guy was able, was, you know, figured it out, was able to do his thing, notified Tesla, and allowed Tesla to develop the fix before publicly releasing the vulnerability. That's That's what you want, right? You want mm-hmm. people to find it. And let the company know, and the company fixes it, and then they say, like, okay, here you go. At the same time, you don't want there to be a problem to begin with. No, but still, that the guy who had <laughs> been able to hack three times in three years. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've, just, if you've devoted your life to security penetration, and you're good at it. Have you, speaking of which, have you watched any of the Lockpick Lawyers YouTube series? Oh, yeah. Have you watched the Stuff Made Here YouTube series? No. What's that? So Stuff Made Here is this kid who is an engineer um, and and has done a couple things. Like he, he likes programming. He likes fabricating. Um, and so he's made a few interesting devices, one of which was a, uh, a bat that was guaranteed to hit a home run because it has two bullet cartridges in it. I swear I saw that on Smarter Every Day. Uh, so Destin did a, a, co- a collab with him. Oh, okay. 
they did do something together. Uh, but same, right? So like he has this baseball bat that if it hits, it actually launches it with the force of a gunshot. Um, he is modifying that for a golf club as well. The same idea. Um, he also did a, a golf club where it adjusts the pitch of the head based on the angle to the ground so that it hits a perfect shot every time. Hmm. Uh, he also has made a basketball hoop that moves based on where you are throwing the ball. So it it's a, a perfect free throw every time. Oh, because the hoop will come to you. Nice. Well, it doesn't come to you, but as long as you can get it to the wall in a certain area, the hoop moves to intercept. And the backboard angles to knock the ball into the hoop. The reason I bring this up is because he just made a unpickable lock by taking a, a fresh approach to the engineering of what a lock is and how locks are picked. And lockpick lawyer commented on on the post and oh, said i geez. look forward to this <laughs> effectively he didn't say exactly that but he effectively said like i'm looking forward to this because they ended the episode by saying like should we send this to lockpick lawyer I'm like yeah we should because <laughs> i've seen i've seen the lockpick lawyer you know get packages from locksmiths going oh i bet yep. you can't do something with this and he does them in like 30 seconds yeah there was one where the guy was like, even the guy like the lockpick lawyer did and he's like, shoot, normally this would take me longer. <laughs> uh, I also like the, the one where the lock uh, was sent by someone who had dealt with a locksmith and the locksmith was like, look, I know what you see on YouTube, but that's not how the real world works. You can't really pick this lock. And so <laughs> he sent it to the lockpicking lawyer who proceeded to pick it. Oh, uh, yeah. Comment. One of the one of the top comments on here is from Lockpicking Lawyer. This is a really interesting project that shows promise. It's always fun to see what happens with the fresh eyes that look at a problem. Shane and I just talked. He'll be sending an improved version my way once it's ready. I look forward to seeing if I can come up with a creative approach to cracking this nut. Ooh. It is it is lock pick proof in the traditional method. But I mean, lockpick lawyer is, is good at figuring out non-traditional lockpicking methods. The dude is pretty good at this. Yeah. I still love the locks that have the magnets in them now. All the electronic locks? No, no, no. There's It's mechanical locks, but there's a pin that's magnetic. So you actually have to put a magnet in the cylinder in order to get the pin <clears throat> in the correct spot. Huh. Which, you know... Lockpicking lawyer has now a big stack of little tiny magnets. <laughs> it's like, well, we need this and this and this. And he is, he's really good at what he does. I think I've got a weird magnet lot. I might just send him just to see what, you know, what he says about it. Because I, I don't know how to open it because it's a magnet lock. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, I'll, 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 I'll grab it next time I'm at the, next time I'm at the transmitter site. <clears throat> I'll go see if he's done it yet. If not, I'm going to send it to him and be like, dude, hell if I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I look forward to that. I'll post it on Facebook and then everybody would tell me I'm wrong. I mean, just... Just like the sprinkles. Just like the sprinkles. Yeah. You'll post it on Facebook and be like, what do you mean? Those are like super easy to pick. <laughs> Jeez, Andy. Jeez. 
Not too many sprinkles. Good lord, sir. Oh yeah, no, I've already got this saved on my watch later. Okay. So, adding it to my queue. <clears throat> Alright, should we hit the randoms? Sure. It's okay. pretty late. Yes, yes it is. So, the random review. I'm reviewing the Tenker Portable Car Jump Starter. Um, I can post the link to it on Amazon. The uh, The problem is is that it is no longer available on Amazon. Wait, you're going to review a thing that's not available anymore? Well, this specific model is not available, but, man, there are a lot of versions of it out there. So basically what this is, <clears throat> is basically a power pack, you know, for charging your phone. Mm-hmm. But it's got an adapter that's got jumper cables on it. And the thing has enough amps available on it to jumpstart your car. That's good. Cars require a lot of amperage to jumpstart. Yep. And so um, since uh, Isaac had gotten his flu shot yesterday, we drove my car and I had left the interior light on so they could see. The only problem is I left it on yesterday and I went out to... Yeah, I went out today to go unlock my car and pulled something out, and I'm like, huh, the lock's not working. Uh-oh. So I, you know, I, I had to, you know, because I'm a key fob. Yep. Luckily, the key fob has, you know, the backup key, so I was able to put it in the lock and unlock the door, and I popped open the hood, and I'm like, hmm, my battery, I think my battery's dead. Yep. So I grab, I grab my trickle charger, and I put it on there, and it said, like, four volts, and I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> You're like, that is... Not going to start the car. That is not going to start the car. So I left it oh. on there for an hour, and it, the trickle charger couldn't couldn't get it boosted up to capacity. Nope. So I'm like, you're, you know what? You're lucky that the battery didn't charge the trickle charger. Um, so I uh, I remembered I had this sitting in the garage. I purchased this back in September, which I'm kind of oh, September of last year. Um, and it, you know, I just. I plugged it in to charge it up a little bit. I charged it up to 50%. And then all I did was I plugged in some jumper cables. And they said, okay, you know, attach the jumper cables to your battery like normal. And they're like, okay, if you know, if you get a green light, go ahead, start your car. If you don't get a green light, hit this button here, which is a boost button. I'm not sure exactly what it does. But I hit, you know, I hit the boost button. I got a green light, opened up my car. Three seconds later, had jump started my car. And then I was off to the race. Yeah. So... You know, it's, it's, this is literally, I'm going to, you know, charge this up and just keep it in my car. You know, it worse comes to worse, I can also, you know, charge my cell phones. It's got a built-in flashlight on there, too. So this, it's got, let's see, two, yeah, two 5 volts, 2.1 amps on each volt, or on each, on U, each USB port. And this, like I said, this thing could, says it's rated for 600 amps, which according to them is capable of starting a vehicle up to five liters in engine size up to 20 times on a single charge damn and even if you just wanted to use it as a battery pack yeah 1400 milliamp hours trying to remember actually here it is haha my battery pack is it's on here somewhere i thought uh crap it's on here but it's black on black because that's (laughs) a brilliant idea power core two six eight zero zero is a 26,000 milliamp hour. The one that I have, which is just for phones, not for a car. Yeah. 
my point is that the 40,000 is, is a lot, but not huge amount. So how much does this thing cost? Oh, wait, you can't get it anymore. No, um, but they have, if you look at the <clears throat> uh, Jumpstarter section on Amazon, uh, it looks like some of the best sellers in Jumpstarter things. They're they're normally around uh, fifty to sixty bucks. Okay. Which you know, if you're in the middle of nowhere, like I am sometimes at transmitter sites, and I accidentally you know leave a light on or something, or leave the door open, or leave the trunk open, and I need to jumpstart my car, I'm you know I'm I'm you know mile and a half, two miles away from the road. Yeah. You you need a reliable thing to jump. Yep, and I was I was a little suspicious with this thing when I first got it because you know never really had a chance to test it, but I definitely tested it today. And like I said, first first crank over and it started up. So nice. This thing definitely has enough juice to start the outback. So yeah, no, it's <laughs> if if you're going to be you know alone in the middle of winter, fifty bucks could get you something and like i said there's a whole bunch of them all over amazon right now cool so all right i'll i'll put a review in for the one that is closest to my model but your model is i wonder what happened with your model like is it i'm not sure was, was there a was there an issue did they stop the line is there a newer version i'm seeing if the brand is even still around uh, let's see what are these guys doing uh, it looks like the company no longer exists. Because okay. I tried going to their website, and I suddenly got a thing saying, hey, your flash is out of date. Here, we're going to install oh. this new thing. And I'm just like, nope, that's... Nope, mm-hmm. nope, back out, back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like the uh, company is no longer around. So that's why it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Would you want to own... An all-original classic car or a replica that looks like a classic car but has all the features of a modern car. If I am driving it, then 100% I want the modern features. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Anti-lock brakes, seat belts, computer-aided driving and steering, lane assist. Yeah, that's that's... Jay Leno is the same way about that. Yeah. Where he's like, look, you know, I, I understand wanting, you know, to have that all original, you know, piece of iconic history, but that's a museum piece. Yeah. If I'm driving the car, I want my AC. I want, you know, I want power steering. Yep. Power steering, power brakes, anti-lock brakes. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. want a car. <laughs> yeah, science has, adva- science has advanced zones. since the 1940s. Science has advanced and safety has advanced and manufacturing has advanced. I would like modern materials. I would l- like, give me an electric engine. I wonder yeah. what it would take to convert like an old Thunderbird to be an electric car with like a bunch of modern features. Could you keep the old frame and body and and build in things? I mean, you wouldn't be able to build in like a crumple zone, but like all of a sudden, all that engine space is freed up. There have been people who have done electric retrofits. <laughs> Retrofit electric engine car. Electric crate motors make turning your gas car into an EV easy. 
So it looks like there's a couple of upstarts who are trying to offer EV conversion <laughs> kits. Both can be bolted onto manual transmissions, and many motor mounts and plate adapters for various gearboxes have already been developed. Company first gained popularity for swapping an electric drivetrain into a Ferrari 308. Really? So yes, no, it seems people are have already worked that out. Take out old motor, insert other motor that's electric that will fit. Yep. Well, but I'm thinking of like putting the the like Tesla electric wheels where the wheel is the motor. Oh, that's going to be more complicated. Right. Because then, yeah, you're going to have to worry about steering and suspension. And that's that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Anyway, I think there's a pretty good content consensus on this. And I, you're right. If it's in a museum, all original parts, all original restoration. I don't yeah, care. No, it's I, not driving anywhere. Yeah. No, if that, you know. But like. Can the cars from the 50s even run on modern gasoline? Um, uh, most of the time they have to require a leaded gas additive. So there's, there's basically <laughs> a... The, no. <laughs> you have to add lead to the gas? Yeah. Uh, T-E-L. What the hell is that abbreviated for? Tetraethyl lead. It's a petrofuel additive, first being mixed with gasoline. Yeah. So, yeah, some some leaded gasoline stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's all I got. It's a wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Leaded yep. gas was still in use until 1975? Jeez. What is that car show at Pebble Beach? Ah, the Concourse d'Elegance. I was going to be like, you are asking the wrong person, Andy. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Concourse to Elegance is a classic car show at Pebble Beach where um, all of the cars that are there have to be driven onto the, um, basically, the Concourse de Elegance under their own power. Okay. So that one, yeah, no, it's like, okay, yeah, museum pieces that still run that, you know, <laughs> what, you know, what does the Silver Ghost sound like? One of those things where it's like, I, you know, I've never, you know, seen that or heard that engine run before, but these guys, you know, make it happen. But, you know, yeah, no, if I'm, you know, the daily driver, it's, you know, if you want to look at the car, it's okay. The Ferrari 308 looks great. I don't care if it has, you know, part of me is actually like, ooh, it's even like even more impressive that you were able to fit, you know, AC power steering, you know, AM FM stereo radio in that thing. Part of me goes, oh, that's actually even more impressive. But yeah, m- no, museum pieces, yes, no, keep that, keep that all, all stock. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's it for our Sunday recording. Yep. I'm going to go eat a cupcake. I'm going to go get ready for bed. Yeah, no, I'm actually not going to eat a cupcake. I'm going to go straight <laughs> like, to bed. Dude, you're, you know what? You are a grown-ass adult. You can eat a cupcake. You can make that decision, Andy. No, I, I know I can make that decision. Do I want to make that decision right before going to bed? No. No. Well, you no. want to make the decision to not do it. Yeah. I will, I will be the adult and make the decision not to do it because I got to get my butt up for work tomorrow morning. So, yep. that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail 
at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.